Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey everybody, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast, February 1st, 2019. I want to start out by thanking everyone who participated in our Instagram giveaway for the Modern Cowboy Performance Nutrition Cowboy Whey Protein. Uh, We did a drawing yesterday and Adam from Palm Leaf Leather was the winner. So Adam's going to be receiving a year supply of Cowboy Whey Protein. So congratulations to Adam. Hey, and also... uh, A big thank you to everyone that participated. Uh, We had a bigger turnout than we even thought, so we added some other drawings. You can check those out on our Instagram, who those winners are, uh, at Modern Cowboy Performance. Also, big thank you to Tyson Durfee, world champion calf roper, for getting on board, helping promote the uh, giveaway. Tyson uh, uses the Cowboy Way Protein and is a huge fan of it, so thank you to Tyson Durfee. Also, just look for a lot more to come from the Modern Cowboy Performance Nutrition line. We are rolling out more products here through 2019 that we know you're going to love. So look out for those. Hey, today on the podcast, I've got a great guest. I really enjoyed speaking with uh, Chris Dickinson. He's an amazing photographer. I know you're going to enjoy it. Uh, You're going to really love his photography when you check it out on his Instagram and social media. So kick back in your saddle, relax and enjoy the show. Thanks, Dan. Thank you so much for having me on. I really, um, <clears throat> really appreciate the opportunity uh, to sit here and have a conversation with you. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm really excited to have you on and talk to you. Uh, again, like I was saying, you, you know, your photography is, it's just captivating. I, I, there's and no other way to describe it, really. Just tell us, you know, how, how you got, how you got started in the, uh, in, just in the Western cowboy lifestyle and and what's led you up to you know where you are and what you're doing today sure um so i'll I'll try and keep it as concise as i can but um uh, what got me into the western lifestyle was uh my wife um my wife and i started our business um over 10 years ago now and and what we did is started a dog training and photography business um in in that space we we figured that um, the photography side of it would be a great add-on product as she would train the dogs and we could bring them into the studio and, and photograph them. Um, and, and it worked out really well. Uh, as, as time went on, uh, one of her clients uh, wanted one of the dogs that, that uh, she was helping a breeder sell. And it just so happened that this particular client was also a cowboy. And when he saw he saw the work that I did, and he said he had invited me up to um, to one of their brandings, and you know, it was something that I hadn't experienced before. I grew up in um, southern Minnesota, in between cornfields, so it wasn't you know, it, this lifestyle, the Western lifestyle, wasn't something that I grew up with. But neither was photography. So when I uh, when I was invited up to cover a branding, uh, went up there with eyes wide open. Uh, with a absolutely new experience and and it I, I mean for lack of you know saying a cliche it just grew from there 
um, you know, one branding led to another branding and, you know, and in small business, uh, my wife and I are both self-employed. And one thing that you learn really quickly is, um, the power of relationships. It's not necessarily, and I'm sure you know this, Dan, with, um, you know, the, the protein that, um, that you have there. It's, it's not, it's not about just a pure transaction as much as it is about developing the relationship and that relationship can blossom into so many different um, so many different things and that's how the western world has grown for me in in the photography what i didn't know and for you know for the folks that follow me um i i, I really put myself out there as uh transparent as i as i can be especially in the photography world because um, there, there seems to be this paradigm that I believe is shifting in photography, and, and that is one person holds the information and, and they don't share it. And I'm, I like to think of myself as 180 degrees from that, where, where I do share my information. You know, I share my exposure details and whatnot. But, but more than that, you know, um, I'm a passionate educator and getting. Um, getting people to listen to this and understand that, you know, through photography and through small business, you know, they're, they're mutually exclusive and you have to, you know, there's more of an intangible value to a relationship. And so anyways, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of my backstory. And from there, what, um, what happened in the Western world for me, although I didn't know it was, it helped me develop my personal style in photography. And uh, for that, I'll always be grateful. And some of the uh, any anyone in the Western world can attest to um, the values and you know kind of a moral code, if you will, mm-hmm. um, that exists. And and in rodeo, uh, in anything in Western, you know, whether whether that's branding and all the neighbors get together, or you know, there's some folks at a rodeo and they're helping each other. Um, that's what happens, and and that's what I want to carry over into photography as well is is that helpful that helpfulness that you find in the western world yeah you know and it's it's interesting uh, you know because i've I've noticed that that you you put you post all your exposure settings and all that uh, which to me you know i don't know much about it at all um even though i do have a camera and i love to take pictures uh but what i've noticed about your photographs too is that there's not like a a set kind of a set pattern i mean you have super varying degrees of, of, of photography and different pictures. And they, they all seem to, to have something different uh, about them. Um, which is, which is really cool. Uh, it, did you start photography when you, when you were young, did you say, or, or you didn't get into later? No, no, I didn't. I didn't get into it until later. The, <clears throat> when you're young, of course, things tend to just go in one ear and out the other, <sighs> but, um, as, as I was a small child, my mom actually would just take me to the library. We didn't, we didn't grow up with a lot. Um, you know, I, I hesitate to say, you know, we we're poor or something like that, but, um, but we, we certainly were not, uh, your typical suburban family. Um, in, in light of that, she would take me to the library, um, and at the library, I, I literally would immerse myself into magazines, and it was through pictures. It was just through pictures, you know, opening up a National Geographic and seeing, you know, seeing another child 
standing on a dirt road uh, and I conjure up that image in my head because I, I, for some reason or another, you know, certain images will burn into your brain mm -hmm. and they'll stay with you probably through life. And, and I remember that as a child looking through those magazines and these images that would hit me and, and stick in my head, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't the picture that per se that would, that would drive me. It was the feeling of, or the questioning of myself, what does it feel like? You know, I, I wonder what this, this other kid that seems to be about my age, I wonder what it feels like standing on the dirt road in bare feet that he's standing in. Mm -hmm. um, and the same thing, I wonder what it smells like or, you know, what it sounds like. And those, those would be lost on me until much later in life. And, you know, and, and for the listeners, Dan and I had uh, had a conversation prior to recording this, but there were a number of things that, that we were talking about and you know the what you say about my images dan about having a different perspective and, and being you know a bit more dynamic uh that's what drives me today in in making my images is you know what does it feel like and and what does it sound like what does it smell like i've never experienced um well, I have over the last ten plus years, but um, the branding smoke, and I have to admit, it's a, uh, it's something I enjoy. <laughs> Many people don't. They're like, oh God, a face full of branding smoke is terrible. I love it. I I love it, and um, and probably outside of the relationships that I document, it's it's what hits me. It's the senses that I try and um, portray in my images. Yeah. You know, and, and also, I'm I'm actually scrolling through some of your pictures right now as as, as we're talking, and and uh, you know, are some of your best photos captured uh, through like multiple exposures where you're trying to catch it, or do you uh, do you seem to, to sometimes just see this thing and go, that's going to make a perfect picture? What what what's the more common uh, you know way that that occurs? Serendipitously. Um, it's, you know, I wish there was an easy answer to that, but there's not, um, there's things that I see, uh, that, that are happening in front of me that I want to capture. And then there's also things that are happening, um, serendipitously through roping, let's say. And in my style of photography, um, I take a very, uh, I, I tag myself. I, I, I don't take credit for it. One of uh, one of our dear friends told me. She said, um, "You you are the grittiest shooter I know." <laughs> and so, anyways, that ended up on my uh, ended up on my profile. But um, when I'm out and I'm covering a branding or for any ranch life activity that I'm covering, um, it is it is so deeply ingrained in me to use my wide angle lens and get as close as I can to the action. And sometimes that means that calf comes right over my lap. And sometimes that means that calf comes crashing straight into me. Now I, I say that with a fair amount of, you know, um, uh, you know, don't, don't put yourself out there and, and look to get blasted by a calf or something like that. But, right. um, you know, use some risk assessment in what you do. Um, but anyways, I, yeah, it's, it's being out there and seeing an image in front of me or, um, seeing an image like the, the cowboys and cowgirls that are roping and there's a calf coming by 
and they'll rope it right in front of me. And it's, you know, having the, um, having the awareness or situational awareness while you're out in the branding pen, knowing that, you know, so-and-so is going to come by you and rope and be able to <clears throat> grab your camera and capture that. So it, it's a combination, Dan, really is what it comes down to. Yeah. And, and back to your, uh, to your, I, I guess, moniker, the grittiest shooter in the West. I, I love that. Um, and I remember when the first time I, when I read it, when I saw your thing, I thought, man, it, and, and it fits so well. It really does. Super cool. So, so now, um, thank you. Yeah. So, so now when you, you, you shoot a lot of brandings and, and, and I know you do other work too. Do, um, absolutely. Yeah. Do, do, you know, we're, we're, everyone's fast. We're all fascinated with photographs. I mean, in, in, you know, it, you can even look back in history and see some of the old cowboy photographs, you know, and they used to have the, the old studios where cowboys would like to, you know, go in and, you know, get their picture taken. You know, what do you think is the thing that, that you, why we are so captivated by, by seeing images of either ourselves or just other people. And we may have touched on that a little bit, but I'm just, I'm just kind of throwing that out there. What, what, what is it that just makes us, uh, you know, draws us to that and uh and especially with social media nowadays people post pictures all the time of of all kinds of stuff what do you think that is oh wow that's a great question it's it can be such a broad answer but you know to touch on social media you had said dan you know before we started recording you you said social media is a tool and i could not agree more um first and foremost i i just have to get this off my mind you know, don't use social media as a judge to, you know, if you're a budding photographer, if you're an amateur or a hobbyist, gosh, don't use social media as, as a, a line in the sand that this is a good photograph or bad photograph. Use your heart, you know, use your feelings because there are many, there's many pictures that I post that I, I don't care. If, <laughs> I don't care how many likes I get. I'm posting it because it's it's an image that I like. It's an image that I created of of someone that has an impact on me. You know, I, I don't use ten or a thousand or five thousand likes to 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 keep me at a certain level. I I don't care about that necessarily. Right. Um, why why are we captivated with um with the images? You know, Western style images. Uh, to me, uh, when when I see people posting out there and the folks that I follow, um, it, it's about the timeless nature of them. It's about recognizing and celebrating, again, that moral code, the, the values that um, the Western world stands for. And it's, a, it, it's about a celebration of the Western lifestyle. Now, within social media, shoot, just Instagram, um, I I want to say somewhere in the neighborhood, Instagram says something like, um, you know, seven billion, seven to nine billion images a year. Are you kidding me? You know, how do you how do you stand out? Well, I don't know that it's it's necessarily about standing out as much as it is about being consistent in the lifestyle that that we photograph. And you know, over the years of of posting on social media, um, the one thing the one thing that I can say is I've been consistent about, about posting and getting my message out there. Um, the people within, you know, within the art community, within the photography community, what the Western world has on a lot of that is it's so harmonious in color, in, in motion, in everything. You know, you could go out on a bad day and still take 
an amazing image because the the western world is very harmonious from you know from the rodeo uh from the rodeo life to the to the ranch life um the boots and the shafts and the cowboy hats and i feel right. like i'm singing a Garth Brooks song <laughs> Absolutely. but it is it's very very harmonious yeah yeah no doubt uh, again I'm, I'm i'm looking at looking at some of your some of your pictures here now in in doing your photography and being out there you you didn't ride horses or anything before right no sir no i did not so in now did you pick it up along the way now yeah so my wife she's always ridden horses um she's she's shown and competed and whatnot and um, our youngest daughter also um, competes very heavily um you know she rodeoed for some time and um so I guess it was just natural that I would I would have to learn to ride. Now by saying that, and <laughs> this is kind of funny, but I can ride on a horse, but I would never say that I I'm a horseman or a horse rider or anything like that. I can get on the horse and I can saddle it up and and we can go out and and you know have a great trail ride with my wife and go through the rivers and whatnot. But um, you know it's like. It's like this, Dan. Um, you can go out and you can buy yourself a pair of spurs and some cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. And you can call yourself a cowboy and you'll never be a cowboy. And you can go out and you can buy yourself a camera and some lenses and things like that and call yourself a photographer and never be a photographer. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. There's, I don't, when I leave a branding or when I go cover, you know, a, a ranch life event, um, I don't, I don't leave there with some of these guys and gals that I cover thinking, gosh, I wish I could rope like that, or I wish I could ride like that. Um, there is a pure celebration that I have as I cover these folks, um, doing what they do at their best. You know, I feel like I, I feel like I can always get better um, at photography and I always have to try and challenge myself when I'm out there. Um, and I feel like it's the same thing, and I know it is because I've talked to you know almost everyone that I've covered. Uh, but it's a, it's the same thing for them. You know, they're constantly working on their skills, whether that be with the horse, whether that be with the horse and the dog, and and roping. You know, they're constantly working on their skill, and I like to look at what I do as um, you know as a perfect marriage of that. While my career uh as you know as a photographer um my career has blossomed and i love taking those skills and matching those up um out in a branding pit talking about your um your your career now when when did you first get you know uh cuz you've got quite a following on on instagram when did when did you first get recognized uh you know for your work um you know by somebody uh, you know, outside of, uh, you know, just referrals and relationships you have, did, did you have any major, uh, you know, publications or media or anything, uh, that, that you've done? Yeah. And I, I'm not, uh, I'm not a name dropper. Um, and, and it seems like, you know, the, the more, uh, uh, there's many people that I mentor behind the scenes. And one of them recently told me a, in the last week, I was talking to him, and and I said, you know, the longer the longer you get at this, the um, I don't know, the the less glamour that quote unquote being published 
mm-hmm. um, has. And he says, well, you know, that's easy for you to say because, you know, you, you, you've had that. But um, so for those of us that are trying, you know, to really try and get our names out there, you know, it's something that we still want. And I thought, you know what, that's a fair point. So to that down, what I, what I want your people to, to know, and, and for those of mine that are listening is, um, you know, I, I'm, this is the part that I, that I particularly don't care for because it always seems braggy to me, mm-hmm. but, um, um, sure. I've been published by Western Horseman, AQHA, Wrangler, Ariat, Woolrich, um, Lone Star, KFC. The list, the list goes on. I have it on my website. If, okay. if anybody is is really, you know, really wants to see that, um, and and I've worked hard at what I do to get where I'm at. Um, as a small business owner, this is exclusively what I do. I don't, I, I don't have another job that I run off to. I, this is it right here. Yeah. And and that's good and bad. Um, I need an out sometimes as a small business owner. Um, you know, some people think that I want to be a photographer full time, and and that's great. Um, you, you can be a photographer full time and work for somebody, or you can be a photographer full time and and be a small business owner too. But it's um, it, it gets daunting after a while, and you need to take a break. So I, what I do is um, <laughs> I work with a uh, a geologist to learn about rocks. That's my out. Um, you know, it, it's something other than photography for me. Um, and I got off on a tangent here about, you know, being, being published and, and being recognized. For years, FSR Cattle Company has been known for their premium roping cattle, used and endorsed by multiple world champions and NFR qualifiers. But did you know that FSR is also the home of quality rope horses for all levels? from professional team roping to the novice level. A trip to Weatherford, Texas and to the FSR headquarters will give you a variety of horses to choose from. FSR Cattle Company will arrange transport for your new horse back home and a free ride back to the airport for you. For your convenience, we accept credit cards for all horses found at FSR. We strongly believe in matching team ropers with horses they can work and win with. So when you back in the box on a horse you found at FSR Cattle Company, you know you're mounted to win. Visit us online at fsrcattlecompany.com or in the office at 817-598-1222 and let us help find your next winner. Again, that's fsrcattlecompany.com. That's okay though, because you know it's just like you say you you know you're you're mentoring or teaching other people and and. The, you know, we'll say things like, well, that's easy for you to say because you're there. But I think, I think the, uh, a good point about that is no, no matter what we're trying to achieve or whatever level of success we get to, when, when you're really committed and you're, you're really, uh, you know, love your work, it, it's just like you said, you, you, you're not really trying to, you, you don't want to be braggadocious about, well, I've been published here and here and everywhere else, because once you reach that goal or you, you know, you achieve something, uh, you're just driven to, to, to go to that next level. And, and like you were saying, you know, you, you love to help mentor and, and teach other people. Uh, so again, it, it's, it's just like, you'll hear people say, well, that's easy for them because they've got all this money or whatever. Well, things and, and achievements don't uh, always satisfy us. And it's, I think you, 
alluded to this earlier. It's a lot about relationships and that's what it's about. So um, I, I think it's, I think it's a good point. And, and, and uh, you know, although it is, it, it is still, uh, you know, a, a great thing that your work has been recognized by so many because it, it is, it is amazing work, you know, and it's just, uh, it's something for other people that are up and coming looking at to, to, uh, you know, aspire to. I will tell you, I will tell you a funny story. Um, uh, there's there's a handful of um, cowboys and cowgirls families that I cover uh, that that are ranching up here in northern Utah. And um, over the years, I I used to sell quite a bit of stock photography uh, as as part of you know when I would go out, I would go out covering the ranch life with a mindset that I'm going to get something for them, for the families, and I'm also going to get something for myself that I can you know sell um, to companies or whatnot. And anymore, especially the last couple of years in particular, I, I've really changed my, my path and I'm kind of turning that ship around where I, I don't go out with the stock mindset as much anymore as I go out with um, more, more of a family-based uh, mindset that I'm, I'm there to cover the relationships. And if I get something for stock, that's great. If not, whatever. But Years ago, I had taken a picture of one of the cowboys, and, uh, and it's one of my top-selling images of all time. And um, I did some work with a company over in New Zealand. Now, my wife and I uh, it just, again, and ironically, she and I won uh, an all-expenses-paid trip to New Zealand. So oh, we're, we're down there, and yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, we're like, who wins that stuff? Nobody wins that stuff. I, I can attest that people do win. Um, and that was all through social media, by the way. Um, so we went down there. We, we, we had finished up our day of hiking. We went to find something to eat. We went to a steakhouse. Lo and behold, at this steakhouse, I kid you not, Dan, there was a picture of, of Hadley. <laughs> who, if he listens to this, he'll be chuckling. Um, there, there's the you know, one of my all-time uh, you know top-selling images of Hadley right there in the restaurant. We just laughed. Oh, we laughed. You're kidding? But, uh, yeah. No, no, no. True story. It was it was pretty funny, and I'm I'm very proud of the accomplishments um, that that I've made, and and I will always you know w whenever I'm being interviewed or whenever I talk about this. Um, I always need to give credit back to um, the cowboys, cowgirls, the families that allow me such unprecedented access to get the iconic images that I do. Uh, without them, I would not have developed my style of photography. And without them, I would not um, be in the position that I'm in, that I'm in right now. So it's, it's definitely a mutual thing. I've seen, um, I, I've, I've seen cowboys that I've covered for so many years, you know, go from being single to being married to having kids and watching this whole relationship um, in, unfold in front of my lens. And there was one point that, um, you know, one of, one of my friends, he came down, um, you know, he came down with his son. He just had just had a son. I think his son was maybe a year old, maybe a year and a half, something like that. And he had brought him out for the first time. We were weaning, and you know, so it's it's probably October, November time frame, and and um, he's pushing some some calves down the alley, and he put uh, he put his son up on the saddle with him for the first time, and he came down. I remember seeing it, and as you were 
as you were saying, you know, do you see things happen in front of you and take a picture? You know, do they happen serendipitously? Well, I saw this one unfolding before me. And, and when he turned the corner to come down the alley, gosh, he had the biggest smile on his face. And his son was sitting there in the saddle with him. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, at weddings, I feel the same way. When I cover a wedding and a bride is coming down the aisle with her father, um, you know, there's a thing that goes through my head and, and it's, I won't swear on your podcast, but it's don't screw this up. Right. right? And, um, and I remember as Cole came around the corner and had McCoy on his lap, I remember thinking that same thing. Don't screw this up because this is, you know, this is going to be the image for them. You know, one of those proud moments. Now, another son and another daughter later, you know, you have the opportunity to cover um, these families' lives. And, and I'll forever be grateful for that because um, even through my photography workshops, um, you know, the, the guys and gals that I cover, you know, just gladly and willingly come out and work cows and, and, and show people the Western way of life. Um, and many of the folks that come out to my workshops um, I, I hear over and over, they say this lifestyle just doesn't exist where we live. And mm -hmm. for them to be able to come out and experience that, um, shoot, last year, I was out in South Dakota um, with a family. And, you know, and, and this was just absolutely unprecedented that I have a group of 10 photographers that I'm teaching at my workshop. And this family says, you know what, we're going to let you all come cover uh, our last branding of the year. I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. You know, a bunch of knucklehead photographers out there with their cameras and, and, and they, and not only that, but they also, um, they, they said, you know what, if you guys want to participate, put your cameras down and come out. Now they were doing the hand flanking, you know, they weren't, they weren't heading and healing. Right. They're just hand flanking and half, half the photographers, they put down their cameras and they got in there, you know, and that's a difference between, uh, between just covering it and experiencing it right you know and and what a what an amazing is so um you know tons of thanks out to uh jen zeller and and her husband zach ducheneau with uh, the dx rancho in south dakota because it, it's a memorable uh experience that those that those photographers at at the workshop will never ever forget yeah that that's a real hands-on workshop right there yeah, indeed it is. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> sure is. So, so that's one of the things you do too, though. Is you you have workshops and you teach other budding photographers uh, um, that you know that want to that want to learn the craft. That's right. Yeah, um, a very fundamental, very fundamental to who I am and and what I do is um, is teaching. You know, being an educator and and changing that paradigm where. Um, I think photographers in, in some instances have have gotten bad raps and rightfully so because they can be they can be downright bitchy that that's at the end of the day they can be and and I want to be able to change that and I want people to um, you know budding photographers to come to the workshop and and not not just learn about the technical side of photography but learn how to get in touch with um, themselves and shoot what they shoot what they feel and not what they see yeah 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 I, I like the one of your descriptions too in in your in your bio is that you're a profession professionally trained observer which i think is uh <laughs> yes which is a great which is a great thing to be particularly when you're you know capturing 
you know, moments for people and, and images and, uh, uh, you know, you have, you have to be an astute observer. I agree. Um, that actually, that actually came not from the Western world, but it, it came from many decades ago. Um, probably aging myself if I say that, but, um, when I was in my early twenties, uh, I had a mentor, not a photography mentor, just, <laughs> I guess you'd call him a life coach. Um, but he, you know, he had, he had taught me a lot of things about, about life. And, and one thing that he always used to tell me is he would say, Chris, we are, we are professionally trained observers. And I would, I would think to myself, I don't know what that really means, but um, <laughs> it sounds good. Well, it, it wasn't, it wasn't until uh, he was murdered years later that, hmm. that it would hit me and in, in what I do that um, we are trained observers in life. Um, you know, no matter what we're doing, whether I'm covering the Western world or, or covering an event, um, you know, the things that you see on Instagram, you know, on my social media world are not the only things that I do. I, I have a, I have a large, um, uh, event work that I do. So mm-hmm. from, you know, different corporate events to, um, uh, uh, I do a ton of work with, uh, what's called uh, a place here in Utah. It's called Columbus community center and, and things will get a little personal here, but, um, <clears throat> it's called Columbus community center. And what they do is put disabled adults, uh, to work in the community. Uh, and the disabilities range from traumatic brain injuries to, to all levels of, you know, all, all levels on the spectrum of autism mm-hmm. to, um, you know, you, you name it. And I've, I've done their work for a long, long time. And, and it's one thing, you know, it's, it's one thing to go to an event and just shoot it. It's another when you personally experienced it. And my, my dad and my, uh, and my sister both had traumatic brain injuries. Mm. So I definitely know what it's like to, to deal with, um, with those types of challenges. And so my heart will always be there. Um, and that's one side of it. Another, you know, another side of my photography also includes, uh, included, I should say, past tense. Um, I started, oh, 10 years ago, a nonprofit here in Utah called Help Portrait Utah and uh, led, ran and directed that for eight years. And over that time, um, we photographed over 12,000 people uh, in need. And that that in need didn't necessarily mean uh, one thing, you know, it could be a single mom or dad, or somebody that is, you know, that's lower income, um, refugees, you name it. So myself and, you know, half a dozen other photographers would get together the first weekend in December and we would, we would shoot for nearly 10 hours a day and the families could sign up there. There was no financial requirement. There's nothing. Just if, if you are in need, um, you come sign up and, and it keeps you humble. You, you're reminded that, um, you, you know, that, that people, people ha- are having a tough time. And especially when I started it back in 2008, 2009, you know, when, uh, the credit and, or, you know, I, I say credit and liquidity crisis, but that's yeah. from a different world too. Um, yeah. um, when the recession hit, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of people that are in that are in bad shape, and a lot of people cannot afford professional photography. 
Um, so we would get together one weekend a year in, in December, and we would provide this service for free. Um, and what the families would get is uh, a CD of all their images copyright free. Uh, they would also receive uh, a printed 8 by 10 And, you know, I could shoot, I could show you so many letters um, that people have sent and, you know, telling us that uh, this was their only means for giving back to their families this year was through the gift that we gave them. And, and that is truly um, a humbling experience. And uh, in a couple of years back, I transitioned, successfully transitioned uh, leadership of that program over to another nonprofit who continues that as um, they're called Your Light International. So, yeah, there's, I, I have a wide range of, uh, <laughs> of services that I, that I provide and, and do for different yeah. people and different companies. Yeah, and that's great. And again, it's 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 just like uh, I know that you showcase all of your Western art and everything on uh, in photos on on social media there. But it's one of the things uh, about the podcast and, and what we're doing too is that you know we we don't we don't live in the old West anymore. So there's a lot of other things that we do in, in you know in the world nowadays. It's just like a lot of the cowboys that they're involved in other things too. Uh, many of them outside of you know just cowboying all the time. Uh, so it's, uh, yep. it's, it's good, you know, to, to let the, the rest of the world know that as well. Cause I remember growing up, I always used to think, well, man, if you're a cowboy, that's all you do. You don't, you know, you, you only wear cowboy boots. You only wear a cowboy hat. You don't ever do anything else. But when you look back in time too, you know, you look at the cowboys back then, they, they always love to get to town and get some of the newest stuff and, and know what's happening. So, uh, it's, uh, it, it kind of comes full circle there. It sure with, does. With your your wife and the dog training, do you guys still do the dog training too, or? Yeah, we do. Um, so, as I said, we started out with dog training and photography, and and once the businesses grew to to a point that they were sustaining us, um, we had to split them off. So I, I mean, we we both literally we work back to back in in the studio, right. but. Um, yeah, she has, uh, and I don't mean this, uh, you know, as a division, but she has her side of the business and I have mine. Um, and yeah, she's very successful at, at what she does. Um, in fact, she she just recently started um, stock dog uh, trials and training with some border collies that she works with. And, um, and she also has uh, several people that work with her and, you know, other trainers and and they they are very very good at what they do i mean i certainly sound biased because you know she's my wife but um no she is very successful at what she does and and once those businesses grew then um you know we we literally had to split them off and and run them on their own yeah now and what's what's the name of, of her business um yeah it's western states canine college or WSK9CO uh, for short, and she is she's just transitioned into a new um, into a new model, rebranding everything to Dog Training 360. And with that, um, she also uh, runs a dog training school. So she has folks that come in and um, learn, you know, the whole business you know, that 360 degrees. So from 
uh, of course, from the different styles of training to right. uh, the business side of it as well. Oh, great. So, so it, she's helping to teach other people how to set up uh, their own dog, dog training. Um, businesses? Okay. Yeah. Very. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Great. Well, I'll, I'll make sure I'll, yeah. I'll put any links and stuff that we have uh, for her business in the show notes as well too. So that's very cool. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. So, Hey Chris, so now we're getting pretty close to the end of our time, but uh, you know, being in, in the, you know, doing what you do and, and photographing all the, the uh, Western lifestyle and ranching and, and rodeo stuff. Uh, I, I noticed you, you know, you wear a hat. Uh, do you have a favorite brand or maker? I don't have a favorite brand or maker. Um, that hat that you see in my profile picture was given to me by, by an old cowboy um, whose wife was murdered and um, uh, it means a lot to me. So uh, no, I don't. Um, That was his hat. And and I was very honored that he gave it to me and, and uh, nope, I, uh, I I support our local, uh, our local folks here. Um, The hat that I, that I generally wear all the time is made by one of our, our local hat makers down in Salina. Burns hats. And, okay. Uh, they're, they're a local family company, and I'm a small business owner, and and I support small businesses wherever they're at. Very cool. And then, what about uh, cowboy boots? Do you do you have a favorite brand, or do you wear cowboy boots when you're when you're doing your photography, or do you have to wear something so you can be quicker on your feet? Uh, it depends. Um, cowboy boots are very practical, especially when you're out in. Um, out in the branding pen and you know if you're following along when you go out and gather or whatnot yeah there you you find out real quickly how how practical those are mm-hmm. um right now i i wear a pair of uh area okay. but um i don't have no i don't have a favorite one per se how about how about a favorite cowboy movie you got any single mm. yeah <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, it, this is going to sound funny, but you know, knowing my style of work and and knowing who I am, uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to plug Clint Eastwood in The Unforgiven and it <laughs> yeah. and, and it's not necessarily it's not necessarily the movie as much as it is uh it's a last western that my dad and I watched together uh oh. before uh before he died. So it's um yeah, yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, that's a that is a great movie, and that's a that's a great way to remember remember it too, and remember your father. That's a, that's a that's that's an interesting deal. And did you and your dad watch a lot of movies together, or was he into films? Oh, uh, he was he was yeah yeah he he loved Clint Eastwood. Man, he loved Clint Eastwood. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that one that one always reminds me of him and. Uh, so what's the, what's the best way um, uh, to, for people to follow you? You've got your website again is um, cdphotog.com. And then on Instagram, uh, same thing. You can just follow me at cdphotog and uh, Facebook. It's a bit longer. It's Chris Dickinson photography. Very good. And then you, um, any of the, uh, workshops and stuff you have those are all listed on your uh on your website people are interested yes they are yes they are yeah 
Well, hey, Chris, I, I really appreciate you, you know, coming on and, and sharing with us. I really enjoyed it. And uh, I really enjoy your photography and, and just look forward to seeing more of your work and what you do and uh, would uh, really like to, you know, meet you in person one of these days. That'd be, uh, be very cool. And uh, maybe get my oh, photo, yeah. maybe get my photo taken by you. Uh, anytime, Dan. Any anytime. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, hey, it was it was great having you on, and um, uh, we'll be in touch soon. And um, thanks again. All right, take care. Hey, I want to thank all of our listeners and sponsors of the show. Without you, the show would not be possible. We so appreciate the reviews and ratings, which increases awareness in our effort to grow the fan base of the cowboy, rodeo, and Western lifestyle culture. If you are new to the show or have been a listener for a while and have just not had the opportunity to rate and review the podcast, it's really simple. Just trot your pony over to the iTunes Apple Podcast, click on the show, scroll down to rate and review, and give us a five-spur rating. The podcast is available on Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, as well as many other platforms where you listen to podcasts. Just type Modern Cowboy Podcast into the search bar to subscribe, listen, rate, and review. And if you are interested in being a sponsor of the show to showcase your business, DM us on Instagram at Modern Cowboy Podcast or message us on our website, www.moderncowboypodcast.com. But I give her hell, he never can tell. Someday I just might be. We'll turn a few steers. And we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle And philosophize Most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money Yeah, we're always broke just ask Clint what he paid a rope. Now he's lost a dozen wives, half the fingers on his hands to the rope and pain. And it takes a little skill and a little luck. If you can talk smack, you can back it up. Oh, but we're all friends, no matter who wins, down at the rope and pain. Someday I just might be We'll turn another pin of steers Tell a few more lies Drink another beer And hypothesize Most of life's problems By God we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen We'll see y'all again Next weekend down at the Roman Pen Down at the Roman